Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hey Ivy, so good to be able to speak to you today. Happy New Year, happy 2020. I'm so excited that we're in a whole new decade, 2020. What's gonna happen in 2020? Some of us are gonna look back on 2019, our year of hope, with some pain, to be honest with you. Um, at the beginning of it, when I announced 2019, I, be- I believe was what the Lord was telling us was going to be the year of hope. Some people, Jane Edwards, one of our elders said, kind of, oh no. And sort of only clapped with one hand because it was like saying, wow, we're going to need hope to hang on to. And I think for some of us, actually, 2019 really was like a Job 1 kind of a year where it seemed like we had one bad thing after another bad thing after another bad thing. And just when you think, I thought it was going to get better, something else awful happened. And if you're part of this church community and you know some of these stories, you're going to feel that too. And maybe you, you, it, that wasn't your story, but if you enter into the story of what's been going on across the Ivy sites and if you're doing community together with other people, you're going to realise that for every, not everybody, 2019 was a great year and, and many of us might just be looking forward to 2020 hoping that it's better. Um, so we're grateful for the things that God did, for the prayers that he answered, but some things that we prayed for didn't seem to get answered the way that we would want them to and there's been all kinds of pain in 2019. So if that's you, we're praying for you, we love you and uh, we're grateful. To, we want to continue to journey with you into all the Lord has for us together in, in 2020. The Bible says we want to rejoice with those who rejoice and we, we weep, we mourn with those who mourn. Now, as we move into 2020, what's the Lord saying to us? Because 2019 came out of a prayer time. Every year while I've been here, I've sought the Lord and said, what's the year going to be about? And this has been one where I've really pressed in with God and spent time away and various things just saying, Lord, really need to know. I believe this is a significant and big year for us as a church. What's it going to be 2020? What's the year of? And, and you know what? I expect some tough times ahead too. I think the world continues to change so rapidly and so fast. And, and the, the bigger we are, the more places we meet in, the more people there are who, who we end up hurting with and and encouraging together and, uh, and, and going through life together with all of the ups and downs. So I'm not saying 2020 is all going to be always wonderful, but one thing I know for sure is this hope that we've got that does not disappoint us in Jesus will continue to be with us into 2020. While I was away praying, I went to, um, away with Zoe to Glasgow to a conference and while we were there, um, the Lord, I've mentioned this before, woke me up in the middle of the night over and over saying this, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? He wants to take hold. He wants us to take hold of all that he's got for us in 2020. Around that time, just before it actually, Zoe, when she was waking up, heard the Lord say to her, buy a new calendar. It was the end of September, beginning of October. She was like, why would I buy a calendar now? Until she went online to go and get one and saw that that particular day was what the Jewish people called Rosh Hoshana, which means new year. And actually it wasn't just a new year, it was actually a new decade for them as well. Five, seven, eight, zero. 
This is a, a, a move from the 70s into the 80s. Uh, the 80s, of course, is the time when all the good music came out, I believe. So I'll leave you to decide that and discuss that amongst yourselves. But in this, in this new season, it's interesting what God's doing, that in some ways perhaps he's aligning his purposes and his times and his seasons. And I think this means God's not just bringing us into a new season or a new time. He's actually bringing us as a church into a new era. And the old ways of doing things, the old ways of thinking, the old wineskins aren't going to fit what the Lord wants to pour into us as a community and as individuals in 2020. In fact, if you add up 5780, you get 20. God's up to something, something amazing in 2020. So what's our focus for this next year? I'll tell you, it's the year of. And what's the year of? I just said it, focus. We're going to have the year of focus this year in 2020. It's really going to be important what we focus on. Are we going to see the new thing? Are we going to perceive the new thing? Are we going to keep on looking back and holding on to the old things, waiting for God to do what he already did? Are we going to keep on trying to fight old battles that God already won and has moved on from? One of the things that I was doing as I, as I looked at this year of focus and I felt the Lord was calling me to look at that was that I've, I found a book which was actually written for business people really but it was about how to be productive, how to get the best out of your life and it had this kind of quadrant in terms of how we should live with our passion and our proficiency, things we're good at, lining up. More and more, that's the ideal. And I believe that's the ideal that God has got for you and me. Now there's some things you see, if you're going to draw this as a quadrant, some things that we end up having to do or people want us to do that we're not proficient at, we're no good at it and we've got no passion for. Some people just drudge through life like that. This is really the drudgery zone when you just end up having to do things that you're not very good at and you don't really care about. God doesn't really want us to waste our lives focusing on the drudgery zone forever. There's times we just got to serve and get on with it. Let's not make any mistake about that. But actually the Lord's got something better for you and me than that. There's, there's another zone here which is uh, actually quite draining for us. That's the time when, when uh, it's things that you're good at. You just don't really like doing them. Maybe these are the things that um, people ask you to serve in this particular area and you feel a bit stuck in it and you, you, you've not really uh, you know, sought the Lord about what's the next thing that he wants you to do. I think this is a time for us to do that and to seek the Lord and say, just because I've been doing this for a long time, does that mean that you want me to continue to do that? Because, you know, just because you're good at something, just because he gifted you in some way, doesn't mean that now is the time that you should always be doing that. I think it's a time for us to seek the Lord about what he wants us to do, not just what people ask us to do. There's another zone over here, which is things that I'm highly passionate about, but I'm just not very good at. There's some things that I could really spend and waste a lot of distracted time doing. You know, for me, this could be fiddling about on Facebook and on social media and all of that, and, and answering emails that just keep flying in, rather than getting some focus time, rather than being able to say, what am I meant to be doing that makes a difference? How much time do we waste on things that we kind of like doing but really aren't worth doing. You know, I don't know whether it, for you it's gaming or all kinds of things. At the end of the day, this life is short 
and we want to make the best of it for God. And it's not even our own once we've given it to Jesus. And what he wants us to live, he wants to live in this focus zone. And, and in this book, it said that this is the quadrant of desire. This is things that I'm really good at, gifted for, and I like doing. Now, this was a business book. It wasn't written from a Christian perspective. But as I read that, I realized as a follower of Jesus Christ, I actually don't get to decide my desires anymore. In fact, the Lord wants to shape those desires inside of me. In the Psalm, Psalm 37 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So my focus isn't even on my desires. My focus is on delighting in the Lord. If I focus on delighting in the Lord, if you focus in 2020 on making the Lord your focus, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. That doesn't mean he's going to give you everything that you want. It means he's going to give you everything that he wants for you, for your life, for you to live a life of maximum impact and have, have, have a, a great time doing it because you're getting to do the things that the Lord is calling and equipping and gifting you for together with the people that he wants to make that happen. Now, there's all kinds of verses that I could have looked at for this. But what kept coming back to me, and there's one verse in particular uh, for 2020 that I, uh, just in my normal daily Bible readings today, it came up, and that was the confirmation that I needed to bring it to you today. It's from 2 Chronicles in chapter 20. And uh, it's a story of when Jehoshaphat, the great king of Israel, was, was uh, waiting. Uh, in fact, he was the king of Judah at the time. And, and uh, suddenly all these armies came against him. In, in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, it says, the people of Moab, Ammon and the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then somebody came and told Jehoshaphat, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. I think fasting is going to be very important for us in 2020. If you're going to focus fast, it helps you to prioritise, to realise what matters most when things that don't matter so much you don't do anymore and maybe we, as well as fasting food which I think we're going to call for at different stages maybe fasting social media for some people that will be harder for us than giving up food maybe we can come off those things so we can make the Lord a focus so Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. This wasn't just one leader doing this. This was everybody coming to the Lord and seeking him and asking him, what should we do? Because these problems that are coming against us are too big for us to be able to handle. But they're not too big for you. So in desperation, everybody came together and began to pray. Would you pray for in 2020 that the Lord will deliver us, the Lord will help us, the Lord will save us, that this really will be a year of miracles as we make him our focus. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of all the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might, so no one is able to withstand you. Are you not our God? You drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever. And they dwell in it and have built a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence. 
for your name is in this temple and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save. And then he describes the problem. He talks about these armies that are coming against them. You see, behind all of our problems and, our, and so many of our difficulties, there's a spiritual battle that's going on that must only, can only be won through prayer like this. So he describes what the problem is humanly, but he's focusing on the Lord. And he says this finally, we have no power. No power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. See, his focus was not on the problems, it was not on the people, it was on the Lord. This was what it was all about, his eyes were on the Lord. And everybody stood before the Lord, it said, and then the Spirit of the Lord came upon a prophet, a man called Jehaziel. And he said, listen all you inhabitants and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will come up surely by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. He is with you. You see, we've got to see that the Lord is with us. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go against them for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all the people bowed down and worshipped the Lord. And then they stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. This is the verse. 2 Chronicles 20, 20. 20, 20. 2 Chronicles 20, 20 says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. I'm going to say it again. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. See, what's your focus? We can focus more and more of our time on all these distractions and on all the things that we have to do and the things that other people may want us to do or things that me, we even want us to do. In the end, if our focus is on the Lord, if he gives us the desires of our hearts, 2020 is going to be for us a year of great victories because the Lord is going to fight our battles for us. It's not just about where you focus or what you focus on, it's who that matters. In 2020, we are gonna see the Lord. We're gonna see the victories of the Lord. We're in a new era, we're in a new season, we're in a new time. Are you ready for that? Are you gonna perceive it? Are you gonna take hold of it all? So you look at what they did when they had their problem. They didn't moan about the problem. They didn't complain about Jehoshaphat. They didn't complain about the enemy armies that were coming against them. Instead, they made the Lord their focus. This is a crazy battle strategy. When I carry on and read to you what they did. When he consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army. So he's got the army, but before the army, the, the, the thing the enemy would see and hear wouldn't be the scouts. It wouldn't be the tanks if they had them. It wouldn't be the people with, the, with all of the weaponry. It wouldn't be any of that. What they would hear is this song that was being sung as the people said, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. 
Praise the Lord for his mercy and just forever. This is their focus. He is their desire. Praise the Lord for his mercy and just forever. Now, when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies who had come out against them, and they were all defeated. Let's not focus so much on the problems, even on the opportunities that are before us. In 2020, let's make the Lord our focus. Let's start the new year now the way they did. Across every ivy site, I want you to go crazy in praise and worship. I want you to focus. Start as we mean to go on. Lift your head up. Lift your head above the problems, the possibilities, the confusion, the, the, the things that you might wonder about in this new year. And fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Make that decision this year. Whatever happens, whatever I come against, whatever comes against me, I'm going to be a worshipper in 2020. My focus will be on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to maintain my focus on him. I'm going to delight myself in him, trusting he will give me the desires of his heart. And as he gives those desires to my heart, that's going to change my heart so that they become one and the same, and I become a person, a man or a woman, after God's own heart in 2020. That's what I pray for you. That's what I pray for me. In 2020, our year of focus. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.